What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, it's late, late Monday, early Tuesday, whatever. We'll call it November, early November 27th, 2018. You guys are listening to episode 380, everybody. That's right. 20, or I guess 21 podcasts away from 400 Um pretty nuts. I hope everybody's doing well. How the hell are you? Did you have a nice week in between shows? Are you enjoying the weather wherever you are? I love bad weather. As you guys know, it's been rainy, pouring, a little chilly right up my alley. And I have an amazing show for you guys today, an amazing 380, a ton of stuff to talk about. I have an unacceptable that I don't know if it's unacceptable, if it's okay, if it's acceptable um, on my part. So we're going to talk about that. I have some stuff to read from you guys, of course. Um, saw a movie, saw Rocky, Creed 2, I'm sorry, saw Creed 2. I'm going to talk about Creed 2, some sports stuff. Talk about this uh, tear gas at the borders that the United States are throwing down there at the borders to keep the uh, immigrants from coming in. Everybody's in an uproar about that. Um, going to talk about a bunch of stuff. Uh, also wanted to thank people who came out to my shows and uh, where I'm going to be, obviously, upcoming this week. So a lot of stuff to get to. Um, some people that do something which is insanely unacceptable. So we'll talk about that. And uh, the devastating loss that was the Giants versus the Eagles, uh, which killed me. So speaking of that, I'll get right into the sponsor, guys. Capper Network. Just went to Capper Network, as a matter of fact, and I put in all my picks for this upcoming week. Um, I skipped like three games because there are just certain games I'm not going to pick just to pick. But other games I picked, games that I... Um, that I, uh, you know, really like and, and think I'm going to, you know, f- get over this uh, get over this 500 mark for the year. That is the goal. For you people that don't know, I'm looking at it right now, Capper Network. Go to CapperNetwork.com uh, and uh, you guys will see an amazing prediction sports website. Okay, uh, so for any sports, you could do fantasy sports right now. They have uh, NFL, NBA. Okay, um, obviously baseball is not done and hockey is not up yet. But if you like the NFL, if you're into the NBA, you just go, you make your predictions, you get ranked on a leaderboard, um, and then people could either buy your predictions if you're doing good or you can look at people that are doing good. For example, I'm looking at this one guy. He's number one right now. This guy is 18-6-0. So this guy is well, well, well over 500, and he's making um, some money. The person underneath him is 11 and one. Okay, the person underneath that is 35 and 25. The person under that is 44, 19 and one. Number five person on here, which says Larry, this dude is 102, 70 and two. That's making money. Um, so what you do on this site, it's completely 100% fr- uh, free. So you go to Capper Network. It's completely free. You make picks. You could also go to Fantasy Sports. You could also draft a capping team. So you could go and you could find the best people on the leaderboard and kind of draft them. And then, you know, so whether, whether you're new with this, whether you're going to Vegas and you're going to make picks and you just want to see what people that are winning are picking, whether you want to, you know, all your shit talking, dude, I called it moments, and you want to get ranked up there and have proof and have it documented on a site, you could get it there. Play against a friend. Play against me. Whatever you want. Go to CapperNetwork.com. It's a amazing, it's fun, and it's free. Pick it, prove it, profit. You know, if you start doing good and like, you know, these people are getting paid now. All those people I read at the top of the leaderboard, you can click on their picks and for like two bucks or whatever the rate is, you can go and you can, uh, you know, see who they're picking and what their picks are and then you could go make money on that. So it's great all the way around. So check that out. Also, guys, all Things Comedy. Go to All Things Comedy for their now comedy specials. That's right. I was the first television special they did. Ted Alexandro, I believe, is the first online special they did. Um, check out his. I believe it's called Senior Class of Earth or something. It's an amazing, funny thing shot at the cellar. My special, we just found out, and I'm happy to announce on this podcast with all my listeners listening that... Um, the numbers uh, that we got from Comedy Central were amazing, and uh, I have the most 
online views of all the specials that were there this year and everything. So the online, basically the online clips have gone viral, well over a million. Thank you guys so much for that. It's humbling. It's amazing. Keep checking it out. And there is one more week, guys, one more week, December 2nd. It is no longer free on demand. So basically, I believe less than a week, you guys can go with the Comedy Central app. You can um, go to ComedyCentral.com or, or just on demand on your television. Go to Comedy Central on demand for free and you could watch the special. After this week, you can purchase the app uh, or subscribe to the Comedy Central and you could watch the whole hour, which is 20 minutes, uncut, unedited. You could watch all the things that we added in. Uh, for an extra 20 minutes of it, and uh, and you can get that after December 2nd. But for now, what they aired, you can get it for free still. So please check that out. And shout out to All Things Comedy. We were thrilled that they did it, and uh, it's been amazing. And they also have, obviously, you guys know, an amazing podcast network and all that shit. So please check that out. Great guys, great people, and uh, there you go. Now, um, I'll give you guys, since I just made... Since I just made my picks, I will give you guys uh, the game that I think I think this week. You know, I'll do that with sports. I'll do that with sports when I talk about sports because I'm going to be really upset about that Giants about that Giants loss. Uh, all right, guys, I want to talk about this. Whether this is acceptable, unacceptable on my part. Um, I don't know what to say about it. I don't know how to feel about it. People are telling me it's okay. My brother and wife kind of had different opinions on what I should have done. So I'm just going to tell you. I'm driving home, pouring rain from the city. Um, I went down to the city and I did, I did two shows, New York Comedy Club, Saturday night, right? And I wore my new... Jordan 1's, the black and red suede. No idea it's going to rain. I get down there. It's nice out, a little warm, you know, hazy, but whatever. And then sure enough, it's downpouring, and I had to, like, run from my car into the clubs. I'm wiping my sneakers down. Nightmare. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Great time at the shows. Awesome club. Packed out. Great time. Doing new jokes. Working on the new hour. You know, having a great time. And it's time to go home, and it is time to... uh Smoked a cigar with my buddy Vishu. Shout out to you, brother. We, um, funny comic from Jersey, up and coming, new guy. Good guy, funny guy. Came out, wanted to see the club, wanted to see the show. I had time to kill. We go to the uh, Cigar Inn over on 54th Street and 2nd. Smoked a nice, by the way, a nice, the new um, Romeo and Julieta, I believe it was the 1875 cigar. So write that down. Romeo Julieta, 1875. It was a white label with the orange and gold um, writing on it. Really great. It's new. It was smooth. I guess it's it's being people are buying it all the time, so they have it out in the open. Really good cigar. Watching some college football. Uh, another. Oh my God. How about the beatdown uh, Ohio State game? We'll get into that with sports after too. Um, but. Afterwards, it's pouring rain. I do my last set. I go home, and I'm driving home. And to get home, I got to get on the hutch and whatever six eighty four, all these fucking highways and shit, till I get to my house. And I'm driving, and I'm on the phone with my brother, and we're making plans to go to the movies one of these days, or just whatever. We're shooting the shit. We're talking about football. We're talking about college football scores. That night, I think Clemson was playing, and that the 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 Notre Dame USC game was still going on. Notre Dame needed to win in order to stay in the top four, whatever. All this shit. So I'm just talking to my brother, and up ahead of me, okay, I would say probably probably a football field. I would say maybe like a hundred yards, maybe eighty yards, maybe in front of me. Now it's really dark and it's pouring rain, and I just see what I see a car gliding sideways, but the light's really, really low to the street. So I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my brother, and I'm like, hold on a second, what the fuck is that, right? It's just this weird, like I never say anything like it, you know, and, and I was so far away from it that I didn't know what I was seeing, but I just knew that it looked like some sort of vehicle with the lights almost rubbing on the street, sliding across the highway from right to left. So 
talking to my brother, and now I'm starting to approach. Now, granted, I can't go. I normally would be going like between 75 and like 81, 82 miles an hour on my way home. That's usually safe in like the 65 mile an hour speed limit range. But I can't do that because it's pouring. There's puddles, uh, cars hydroplaning. I actually hydroplaned a couple times. I got really actually scared. It was pouring a lot, a lot of puddles on the street. And uh, so I had to kind of keep it to like maybe under 60, but 60, but I'm still going fast. And I start to approach and the car was in the far left lane, uh, pointed the other way upside down. The car had flipped and the, the lights low to the ground was what I saw or I think what happened was I think that they hydroplaned and turned the wheel and then flipped over and then just slid with the momentum of their speed from right to left. And I'm looking and it looked like a maroonish car, pretty new looking, on its hood, pointed the wrong way upside down as I'm parallel with it. I'm seeing this and I'm on the phone with my brother and I'm doing, I'll go, hold on, holy shit, what do I do? I don't know what to do. So I look in my rear view mirror and there are cars coming, some in the distance, some a little closer, and I see one car pull over. So now I'm like, holy shit, do I pull over? I don't know what to do. So I'm on the phone with my brother. Now, mind you, now I'm now I'm well past it. Not well past it, but like maybe, you know, I don't know, 200 yards past it as I'm processing what just happened. Like, dude, I just saw this thing. Oh my God. So, and I was like, listen, I think I got to get off the phone. And my brother goes, at least call 911. So I'm like, let me just find the marker. I was like, hold on, stay on the phone with me. I was like, so what marker should I tell him? You know, and like, I'm, I don't know. I didn't see a sign or, or, or an exit. So now I'm like super far. And I was like, somebody pulled over. And my then my brother was like, dude, somebody has already called, you know, whether the people in the car did or the the car that pulled over somebody already called and now I'm feeling bad because I'm far away and it's pouring and it's dark and cars are coming at me and I just was like I I'm imagining that the car like I basically was like I'm imagining that the car that I saw pull over but the it was crazy because the car that pulled over I think was like right at it pulled over right there whereas I didn't really recognize or see what the hell happened because it happened right I was the one that happened in front of and I couldn't see it until I passed it so, is it acceptable or unacceptable that by the time I processed it and was about to call 911 and say what I just saw, I felt like I was so far away and people, and I didn't really know the exit marker, and then was like, no, they, they definitely did. And then in my mind, I'm going, you know, could I, have, I should have got somebody out of the car, but like, couldn't the car blow up that way? Like, I started thinking of all these fucking crazy things. Now, um, luckily nothing in the news came out. There was nothing bad. I think what happened was I think that the people that did pull over the people behind me or whatever it was, um, I probably called the cops, got them. I'm, I'm sure like they flipped the car over, whatever, like nothing was said, nothing was, you know, um, and maybe luckily no fire would break out because it was pouring. I don't know if that has anything to do with, with it. I don't know how that works, but I just don't know. I'm still thinking about this. And I'm like, when I processed it and saw it, should I swerved over, which was really no shoulder, in the rain and ran out there and did it? Um, or, or, you know, when I saw help already happening and I was already past it, is that okay too? I just don't know. Going back, I probably would have called the cops, but I, I, was, I didn't know the mark. Like, I don't know how to do like the markers when there's no exit. And I didn't see shit. So, um, I don't know if it's unacceptable or not what I did. Because I just, it was like, it happened fast. I didn't know what I was seeing basically until I passed it. And then as I saw and processed it, I saw people pulling over. And I uh, kept going, basically. And I, I was trying to figure out what to do on the phone with my brother. And then by the time I figured out what to do, I was really far away. Um... And I don't want to, like, I remember when my dad told me this one, <laughs> this one story where, um, you know, my grandfather saw something and he was like, yo, somebody needs to help them. And he didn't like, I guess he was an old man, but I would have, you know, that's, that's different. Uh, <laughs> my grandfather, rest his soul. Um, he was older. So maybe that's why, but I was thinking to myself, I'm like, so my brother was like, no, you know, you're going fast on a rainy highway. You're past it. It's dark. There's cars coming. 
And the people that pulled over definitely were already on the phone with 911 and doing what you were going to do and you're fine. My wife is like, you know, you maybe should have pulled over, you know, uh, could have saved somebody's life. And I'm thinking like that. And I'm like, so I'm kind of like, I'm not beating myself up over it. But at the same time, I'm like, I should have um, maybe as soon as I saw it. But I, again, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't. I feel like my reaction, I was thinking clear. I wasn't like panicked. I was actually really thinking what to do. And part of me thinks my brother was right because uh, it was dark. And like I said, cars are coming on a big highway in the dark, in the rain. And I I really like pulling over. I felt like at the, at the time it could have been dangerous. So I didn't know. So I don't know. So I'm going to call maybe right, maybe my gut, and usually my instincts and my gut are right. I think I think that when I looked in the rearview mirror after I passed this and was like, holy shit, did I just see that? And I saw somebody pull over to help and I was already far past. I think that that made my mind up subconsciously, but I still felt like I should do something. And then, you know, and then I was like uh, talking to my brother and I'm like, I, you know, what marker should I tell him? And then it was like, no, there, there's people there already helping them. They're already, they're already there. So I don't know. But that's the first time that I was like, when I actually got to the fucking accident and I was parallel to it, I'm like, oh, shit. Like somebody's in that car. Um, you know, and the weird thing was the car wasn't banged up. It was fucking weird. The car was like in like pristine. I remember seeing it like like vaguely to the left as I drove past it. You know, to figure, oh my God, like by the time I got there, yo, that car is upside down and boom, I'm past it. And I remember seeing it was like maroon and in really good shape. Like it wasn't scraped up. It was weird. It was almost like, it was, it was almost like the, the car was placed on its hood. So I'm thinking it just kind of popped over and just kind of slid. So I'm sure the hood was fucked up, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I've been asking myself that. I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. So I guess I guess has anybody on here been in a situation like that where you're passing something, um, you know, and and you pass an accident, you don't know what to do, you know. Uh, there was definitely a time where I was on the road and I saw somebody driving really recklessly, and I called up the police station and I said, "Look, there's a guy drunk. He's gonna hurt somebody. He's this guy's gonna kill somebody or himself." You know, and, and they asked me where, and I figured it out, and I was able to do it. It was like kind of still light out. I was able to you know, do that. It wasn't raining and it wasn't car, you know, my car again. And during this shit, my car was hydroplaning. So I got to be careful too, you know, but, um, yeah. So again, had I not seen the car pull over, I definitely would have done something, but I was kind of like, no, there, there, somebody's, it's already, they're already on it. Car pulled over as I was, as I was driving to go and help. And, um, you know, I don't want to get hit either by the fucking thing, you know, wh where to pull over when you're going that fast past something. So, uh, was that acceptable or unacceptable? I don't know. Um, but it's definitely bothering me because that's why I'm talking about it. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, but my gut reaction was that what I did was the right thing and maybe the safest thing at the time and where I was at. Um, so don't judge me, cocksuckers. All right. Until you're in the situation. Um, but no, there was no, no bad news. And I think, I think everything had, had worked out. And the car looked like the condition that the person in it could get out, just crawl. Like, it didn't look like there was a big, like, it was the weirdest thing to see it in that good a shape upside down. Um, so there you go. There you go. I, I'm either smart and I reacted oh, the way, logic, or I'm a piece of shit. But I don't think I'm a piece of shit, I gotta be honest with you. Because I would definitely help somebody. Definitely. Um, just not when I have Jordan 1s on. I'm fucking, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. My sneakers, I would have sacrificed my sneakers. I probably would have just kicked them off as I got out of the car, lifted my pants. How funny would that have been in the police report? And then some somebody was running down the highway 50 yards in bare feet um, with his pants up like he was waiting for the flood to come. Uh, he had bruises all over his feet because he was stepping on pebbles and broken glass. But he said it was worth it because they were swayed. No, I'm sure the car behind me that pulled over did, you know, did that. And then, you know, it's kind of funny, though. I'm talking with my brother and I was just like, dude, what should I? And and I was like, yeah, I don't know the marker I'm at. And he was like, no, they, they called. The, the, the call was already made. And I was like, yeah. And then I was just like, who's, 
<laughs> Who's winning the Notre Dame game? I didn't see a fire. No, I, I don't know. All right, let's get to your guys' stuff and um, and see. And, and my wife goes, yeah, you could have saved somebody's life. And I'm like, yes, I know that I would have popped the door. I could have popped the door open, maybe run back. I mean, after I processed what it was, I was probably a football field or two away. So I would have had to run back down in the rain. I don't know where to put the car. But, yes, I would have done that had, uh, you know, had I really, like, thought and had knew what was going on beforehand. It happened so fast. So fucking give me a break, too. All right, now I'm going to defend it a little bit. It's like I'm fucking going fast. It's dark and it's raining. But of course she was going to say that. Of course it was like, no, you, you know. Anyway, going back, I probably should have just fucking stopped and taken a chance of getting hit by an oncoming car. Um, and by the way, speaking of that, I talked about it on the Patreon before. Um, yeah, man, driving and being around shit like that. Driving is the most dangerous thing that we do. I'm going to get to the to what you guys wrote in a second, but... Um, yeah, I was walking my dog, and uh, I almost got hit by a by a, a car that was really not really that bad, but just kind of swerved a little bit. And you just realize you're like, yo, if you're really not standing on the right side of the street in a blind spot, especially with hills, like that's why like there's joggers and shit. It's making me think like there's joggers and shit that um, like with no shoulder. Like, I wonder what the number of joggers that get hit or killed by a car every... Because these joggers just walk around thinking a fucking reflective vest is okay. Or these bicycles just, you know, with like little lights on and shit. It's like, no, there's blind hills. Somebody can hydroplane. Some asshole's looking at their phone. Somebody's going to fucking kill you, man. And that's a horrible statistic to be. Um, Or let's go to what you guys wrote here. Um, But please, if you've been in that situation... If you, if, you know, any part of it, whether you're, you're me in the situation, whether you're the upside down car, whether you're the cars behind, whether, let me know. All right, here we go. This is, this is unacceptable from, oh, 22 minutes in. We're flowing. Nice. I got a bunch of shit to talk about. Nice. Sit back, relax, guys, wherever you may be. Fursy Effect 380. I'm, I'm hopped up on some coffee. All right. I got, I got my, uh, my breakfast in me. I feel good. A lot of stuff to talk about. Going to get into sports a little bit. Going to talk about Creed 2 a little bit. We're going to talk about a little tear gas on the borders. Okay, going to read your shit. Sit back. Enjoy it. Enjoy it because I'm going to enjoy giving it to you. How about that? And I did tell my Patreon people, and I'm going to tell you guys this. Um, I will be finishing out this Patreon month, and then I will be restructuring something uh, very special with Patreon, maybe a guest, a new show, a new theme, but Patreon, um, and we're going to figure it, figure it all out, but we're going to restructure it because, um, the Patreon, I give like more personal stuff and I talk more stuff and you get more content you see some things that I don't let the regular public see and everything, but it's similar to this show. It's just talking about certain things and you guys get that with this show. So I'm, we're going to, we're going to restructure it and I'm going to do some new stuff with it. Um, so I want to do a couple of special ones to end out. I want to do a couple of special ones with comedians. I think you guys should know about and, and more of that stuff. And then, um, and I'm going to figure something else out. I'm going to let you guys know about that. So sit tight. I'm working on it now. Um, all right. So here we go. Your guys unacceptable. This is from, uh, Pontus from Sweden. Okay. This is from Sweden, everybody. And he says, hi, Paul. First time I'm writing to you. My unacceptable is on me. Me and my girlfriend broke up more than a year ago, and I still can't seem to let it go. <laughs> I love this guy already. That's one of the most honest opening. That's just an honest opening sentence. Me and my girlfriend broke up more than a year ago, and I still can't seem to let it go. During this period, I've started to get more and more anxious when I'm in public. I refuse to go to places where we used to go because I am so afraid I will bump into her. Our separation was hard, but nothing abnormal. But I just can't find a way to move on from this. I've been deeply depressed and still, uh, still am, because uh, of, because of, because of all this. It's uh, all in my head. I guess 
it's all in my head, I guess, but I just can't let those feelings go. And that is unacceptable. Love your work, and hopefully you could give me some advice on what to do. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Little Love Dr. Verzi on 380. Um, well, here's the deal, man. Listen, first of all, I wouldn't beat yourself up. All right. I wouldn't beat yourself up about this, even though, you know, most people listening to this think you're a complete bitch. I'm kidding. Uh, Everybody's been there. Everybody has been there. And I don't think it's unacceptable at all because what it means, dude, is it means that you love this girl, right? It means that this is a girl that for whatever reason it didn't work out and you wished that it had. Um, Now, I will say this. Over a year is a lot of time. My question to you will be how long, I wish you wrote that down though, how long were you with her? Okay, because if you're with her for five months and then this time goes by, it's like, yeah, you know, it might have been a little, if you're with her for five years or more, or even like two and a half, three years, that's one thing. But I would say if you're with her for only a year or less, then yeah, it's definitely something that you just, you know, fight through it in your head. Um, I will tell you this though, here's my advice to you, okay? If this is a girl that you still want to go after and you still really like care about her and love her and you were in a long-term relationship and it's kind of all you know for a long time, then I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing if you, I mean, obviously unless she's in another relationship or if she's like fucking pregnant or married, then it's just, look, man, you just look at it as the one that got away and you move on and that's it. If that's not the case, if she's still single or she's dating or she just started seeing somebody and you really want to go for it, throw a Hail Mary, dude. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Throw a Hail Mary. So that that would be my first thing. You need to decide if, you know, you can't get over it because you're so in love and you know that that's the one you need to go. You have a job to do. You need to go and do it. All right. You know, at the end of the movie, when the guy's like, go get her. And then, you know, everybody assumes it's going to work out. I don't want to be the guy to say, go get her. And then you're fucking arrested as a peeping Tom outside of her house, you know, under a tree. (laughs) We're reading on the news, some guy in Sweden, you know, got caught staring in a window for months. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that. But I am saying if you want one last ditch effort, unless you tried that already. Unless you know. So that's what I would say. My first piece of advice is if you really love her, you were with her a long time, you think it could work again or whatever, you try one more time. Obviously not in a creepy way, but just talk to her, be honest with her, and see if there's absolutely any kind of way that you guys can do something like that. Uh, Again, I don't know the history before this. However, if that's not an option and this is just something you do need to get over because it's over a year and you don't see her anymore and she wants nothing to do with you or blah, 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 it's just over, the best thing to do is go on dates, man, because you know what? You're going to meet another cool chick. Um, you know, you're going to meet a uh, somebody that you're like, oh, my God, like there is fucking, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel here. I was I was crawling through this tunnel. It was now all of a sudden, ah, oh, this girl's great. You know, I got things in common. Maybe you meet somebody that kind of went through the same thing you did and you two erase those memories and you start your own fucking history and memories too. So that would be the advice from the Verzi effect from me. Um, any of you listeners, have, by the way, you listeners have been great coming back and, um, and writing in when somebody either has a problem or wants advice. Uh, last week was uh, great the way you guys did that or hey I want to weigh in on this because I heard that and it was great so do that again and keep listening um, because next week I'm sure somebody may have some advice for you on this as well but the advice that I'm giving is just what I just said you know if if there's a chance still and you just can't get over it and you want to see because you never know maybe she has some feelings too and she's talking to her friends about it you don't know or she's saying God I don't want to see this guy it's over he can't you know whatever and if that's the case and it's just not going to work out, man, date. Go out, date, you know, take somebody that takes some, you know, go to new places. You know, like the places that you were afraid to bump into her. Go on a date with somebody else and go to a new place and go have a couple of beers, a couple of drinks, talk about shit, find somebody else in common and it goes away, you know. Maybe you catch a handy in an Uber and you're like, wow, this chick is fucking out of the gate. Cool. I'm kidding. Kind of. Halfway kidding. But you know what I mean. So. There you go. And please write back. I'm interested in this. 
But don't be depressed, man. Don't be depressed because the mind, when you're feeling bad like this, can play tricks on you. You know, I don't know if you've been listening since 2016 when I was going through what I was going through, but you want to talk about in your head and, and just deeply depressed and all that stuff. But you know what? You find a way to crawl out of it, you know, and and also ask yourself this question. Why did we break up? Was it all me? What about the shitty things that she did? Because it's always a two-way street, brother. You know, it's always the other part. Look at the negative shit from that side too and think, wow, is that another, is that a road I want to go down again? Is it even worth doing that? Or do I just meet somebody cool? Because you're going to meet, listen, man, there, women, there are some really cool women out there that are like you, even more like you and, and cooler than you think um, are out there, probably a lot cooler than her. And here's one other piece of advice I'll give before I move on. Look at it like this, okay? It's her fucking loss. Okay, you seem like a nice guy. You're thinking about this woman a year later. You're anxious about bumping into her in public. You obviously care and you give a shit. So as much as they say, oh, the guys aren't as emotional, guys, this and that. You obviously care about this person. Now, if she's not thinking about you like that or whatever, fuck her. Her loss, too. So you got to look at it like that. So take that. Be happy. Remember, you're the motherfucker. Okay? It's not always about, oh, they, oh, man, did I mess up? Fuck it. Sometimes they messed up too. Sorry, ladies, but it's true. It's always the guy feeling like shit or worrying what this one's doing. And what, is what is she going to do? Is she going to go out to the same places with you to some other fucking schmuck who's not you? Fuck that guy and her loss. She deserves him because he's not you. How about that? Does that lift you up? Because it should. I'll tell you guys something. Oh, now you got me. Now I'm fucking fired up. I'm not going to go anti-woman here, but I'm going to just tell you something. Okay? I'm going to tell you something. Here's the deal. And this is the truth. And my wife could attest to this. My wife and I knew each other for a long time. I always seemed to be dating somebody my wife knew. Even when I was in uh, high school, the girl I went to high school with, uh, the girl that I dated in all of high school, went to the junior high school with my wife. And I always heard her name but never knew her. How weird is that? Um, I might have told a story before on the show. I don't know if I had the first time I ever spoke to my wife. She yelled at me. I was a senior in high school. She called up and she said, I really don't appreciate, you know, you cheating on so-and-so, you know, my ex-girlfriend. And I was like, first of all, I don't even know you. And we were broken up. Like, what are you talking? And I was like, and I was like who the fuck? Stop calling my house. That was the first time I ever spoke to the lady that I'm living with today. That is the mother of my two children. Then, years later, I was a busboy at a restaurant. And I was dating the manager there for a little while. And guess what? Guess who happened to be that manager's best friend? Yeah, my wife. Kept popping up. Then I moved to Queens. Found out she moved to Jersey City. We were friends. I wanted to date her. We went out a couple times. We went to eat. We went to drink. We went to movies. I tried five months. She didn't give it up. She just kind of wanted to be friends. And i never forget. My brother was like, all right, dude, then that's fine. Let it be. Her loss. And I go, yeah, if I don't hear from her this weekend, I'm done. And this freedom happened to me where I was done. And guess what? I stopped caring. I didn't text. I didn't do anything. Guess what? I got a text where she goes, thinking about you. And I was like, oh, shit. Somebody turned this shit around. And that's it. So get it out of your heart. Her loss. That means it wasn't meant to be. It means there's somebody out there cooler. So your focus and all the shit in your head means you go after that shit and let that shit go. I hope that helped anybody else write in. God, that was perfect advice. I mean... Here we go. Watching your special in Europe. Hold your wow, man. And this is from Denmark. The first one was from Sweden. This is from Denmark. Hi, Paul. This is not an unacceptable. Okay, as such. Although it could turn into one depending on your answer. I'm your loyal fan from Denmark. I've written it a couple times before. Uh, yes, I actually remember your name, dude. And thank you so much uh, for listening to this from so far away. Um, yes, I, I remember that. And I, your question is, you've been listening for years... And you you can't stream it on Comedy Central because it's blocked from the outside of the U.S. Will it be available? Yes, I believe I'm working on that now. I'm going to be talking to people about all of you guys who want to see the, the special in its entirety. Um, like how I don't know if that means after it's free there will be something like that or a link. I'm going to try to find out. I'm going to try to see what I can do uh, when it would be that. Um, but it's so cool that you're calling from Copenhagen, you know, Denmark. And uh, yes, guys, uh, I was going to announce this after, but since you're doing this on the thing, I will be. I was asked uh, by Bill Burr 
to do 10 days in Europe with him. So I will be coming to Berlin. I will be coming to, I believe, Copenhagen. I will be going to Munich. I will be, I will be in Europe doing shows for the first time from with Bill from like the 4th to the 14th of January all over Hungary, um, Estonia, Latvia, uh, Germany, all that. So um, I will be doing that. Okay, uh, but I will figure that out and I will let you guys know as far as the Europe uh, people watch it, the, Europe, the people that want to watch the special in Europe. Here we go. This is from Adrian. Adrian, so let me just see what time we're at here. Oh, 35 minutes. Guys, we're flowing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, right? All right. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Um, Paulie, this is from Adrian. Uh, NFL unacceptable. Paulie, dude, I love you, but you got to... <laughs> Uh, but I got to pop you on the arm for your unwavering commitment to your New York football giants, which is weird that you even pronounce it like that. Why uh, do you add the football in there? Before I move on, I will tell you why. The reason why they call them, uh, the first time I told my wife, I go, you know it's the New York football giants. And she goes, no, it's not. You're fucking with me. And I go, no, no, it really is. The reason why they call it the New York football, and they do call it that in New York. The reason why they do is because the Giants used to be a baseball team in New York um, before it moved to San Francisco. So um, when they moved to – so there used to be – it used to be – there were three teams in New York City. There were the, the, the Giants, which Willie Mays played on. There were the Brooklyn Dodgers. Okay, which obviously now are in um, California, and there were the New York Yankees. And the center fielders of those teams were Willie Mays, Duke Schneider, and obviously Mickey Mantle. So when the Giants were here in New York, you had to say the New York football Giants because they thought you would be talking about the baseball ones. So there you go. A little education with this. Um, anyway, I understand that you want your team to not go out uh, losing. You really got to go back and listen to yourself saying that they have a chance to win against the remaining teams on their schedule. It's kind of unacceptable, man. They simply do not have a chance against the Titans, the Redskins, the Bears, or the Eagles. I know, Paul. I know it hurts, but sometimes in life we got to accept a losing season and look towards the future. The world has balance because the rest of your life is great. Uh, congrats, by the way. I wish you all the success in the world. I appreciate that. It's just your sports world that turned upside down. But that's okay, Paul. Oh, I love the I love the patronizing here. Uh, you don't have to win all the time. Oh, yeah, and I'm kicking your ass on Capper Network. I am Du Bois, number 12 on the leaderboard as of today. Where are you at, Paul? Oh, shit, Adrian going at me on this one. I kind of like it, though. Uh, okay, all the digs aside, I'm really happy for you, brother. This special was amazing. Your shows were amazing in Phoenix. Keep kicking ass, and I hope to see you. Um... See your next uh, shit soon. Take care, Paulie. Big talk. All right. Well, thank you, uh, man. I appreciate it. And you know what? I wish I read this right before I went into sports because I do want to talk about the sports thing. And this is a great uh, segue. So you know what? I'm going to come back to this, Adrian, right now. Let me just let me just go to see what's next here. And then, um, and then I'm going to go back to this because I actually want to address – uh, the games, and I don't know. I know you're on the West Coast. I don't know if you saw the Giants Eagles game, but I will. Let's. I want to talk about it, and we will talk about it. So we'll get to sports. So let me see something. Uh, so here we go. Clint, Clint, uh, Clint Byers. I believe Clint Byers out in uh, Indy. Great dude. Hung with him in New York once on Bobby Kelly's podcast. Hey Paul, I'm listening to three seventy nine. Uh, and you read Matthew's email asking if he should go to an open mic. Uh, abso goddamn lutely. In my own personal experience, I wrote jokes and stories for years and did not open mic. Uh, I'm sorry, and did an open mic for the first time in July, and it was great. I love crowds and talking to groups, but I was always afraid to do an open mic, but I did it. It was amazing. Any doubt you have about yourself, you have to say, fuck you, go, and just do it. That's very true. It's very true, and um, I think, yeah, I think that it's going to make you 
uh, Matt, it's going to make you just go, what was that? Like I said, no matter what, you're going to sleep great that night. And worst case, it's your first time. You're supposed to be bad. So all you can do is win. All you can do is win because it's supposed to be bad. Not one person in history, I mean, has like done an open mic and someone goes, oh, wow, that's the next big star. They might have gotten laughs and been okay and good. You know, I was good my second time when I wrote stuff out and thought it out, but I was so raw and green and didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So anything, so it, let's say it, let's say it was a disaster. That's expected. You go home thinking, all right, you know, I'll get better. The, the, the next one can't be worse than that. But let's say it's not a disaster. Then it's just gravy. So it's a win, fucking win. Go and do it. And thanks for writing into that, Clinton. Do that also with, um, you know, our buddy in Sweden over there dealing with uh, his girl, Pontus, Pontus. Um, all right, now I'm going to go back to Adrian here. Adrian, if you think I'm just going to glance over you shitting on me, okay, and then throw in the <laughs> throw in the compliments in between you shitting on me, basically calling me a delusional sports fan, then you know what you've you're 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 sadly mistaken. So here here goes my rebut to your um to your I, I I know you're I know you're fucking around and I know I know you're a real fan. So I'm just kidding, but I will say this. Um, to say they simply do not have a chance, it's not true. They were winning by 19 points in the first half. They dominated the first half on yards and everything like that. Now, I know you're going to say, yeah, but, Paul, they lost. I'm going to say this, and I really don't mean, because it's all over the papers today, and I'm really not trying to be a dick here, and I'm really not trying to be sour grapes. Listen, I thought it was an outside chance. I was more happy with the fact that it made my Giants uh, watchable through the winter. Okay, because if we win that game and then it's three in a row and then we go to four and seven, we're two games out of first place with five games left or whatever. And anything can happen, especially when we play Dallas at the end of the year. Okay, and also the Redskins. Okay, so you can't tell me, you know, run the table, by the way. um, Let's not exactly call the Titans a, a fucking Super Bowl caliber team here. Okay, they got they beat got beat last night by the Texans. But anyway, um. I know this is going to sound like sour grapes and poo-hoo, but I will tell you this right now. It was already determined after the game that uh, all of the, you know, the ex, the ex-officials that they have up there, Mike Pereira and all this stuff. I just heard this on the radio today, actually, so it's funny we're talking about it. All right? Uh, they said 100% a call was missed, and it's all over the newspapers, too. A call was missed when the Giants did that last miracle-type play where they're flipping it back and forth. Odell Beckham got kicked and tripped. It should have been a 15-yard penalty, which would have gave our kicker a chance for a 63-yard field goal, which, again, we lost to a game to a 63-yard field goal, a, a tying field goal um, this year. You would have had that. But I'm not, I'm, put that aside. We played like shit the second half. We deserved to lose the second half as bad as we did because we didn't do it. But let's let's not forget the tug on Odell's jersey in the end zone. Holding is holding. That should have been in the red zone. That should have been defensive holding, five-yard penalty, automatic first down, and the Giants were fucking right there. And if they score, they win the game. So two penalties, but the 63-yard field goal, that's a record. So I'm not even going to fucking worry about that. I'll say whatever. It's a bullshit thing. They should have fucking thrown the flag and just given us a chance to kick it to tie the game. Whatever, though. All I'm saying is the pull on the jersey. There was a couple of penalties in that game. All right, but listen, it happens. It happens to other teams. But to say there was no, you're saying here, they simply do not have a chance. It's, it's, they did have a chance. They had a big, they were winning the fucking game by 19 points or whatever it was. Um, they completely outplayed him in the first half, and then um, I thought, yes, did not play as good the second half and got fucked on a couple of calls. But when you lose by three on the road to a division rival, you have a chance, especially when you have a fucking dominating lead like that. All right. As far as the Texans, the Redskins, you definitely could beat the Redskins. Okay, the Redskins don't have Alex Smith, and they, you know, they're just not that good of a team. Um, the Bears' defense, yes, I would say that that's going to be, although I don't know why the line is so low, um, the Bears are going to be a hard game at home next week. But the one, the two teams I was worried about on this run were the Eagles and Bears because I think we can beat Dallas at home on the last game of the season, especially if we were running the table. So, yes. So there you go. There's my rebut to that. It's the New York football giants because of the baseball team. And as far as what you were saying, on paper, we're a better team. On paper, we're a better team than all of these teams. Think about it. Look at the Giants roster and talent 
and you're going to tell me that that is not better than the Titans Redskins uh you know Bears yeah fuck that Bears Bears have Trubisky you know you're going to sit here and tell me Mitchell Trubisky is better than Eli Manning Mitchell Trubisky is you're going to tell me that Eli Manning lost a step and he's more of a you know you need to block for, no fuck that dude Eli Manning had was having career had a career for that's the thing he's been blocked for he's had a great first half um so there you go I, 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 but yes, you're right. I know it's a bad team. I just, and I also did say, I know that we beat the Niners and the Bucks, but that's enough to get the confidence. And it looked like we had it in the first half. We got fucked a little bit, and um, they they shit the bed. They should have kept the foot in the gas. I don't think the coaching is good, but you know, there you go. Well, now that we're into sports, let's uh, talk about the. Um, Oh, God, I'm not going to lie. That Eagles game, though, that hurt me. That hurt. That was as brutal. I had friends who were fans of other teams that texted me going, dude, that just loss was just brutal. Like, it was right there. We've had a couple. We've had a couple. It, it was almost like victory blue balls I got. I got victory blue balls. I'm like, we're going to win this, and then we're going to go come into New York flying high three in a row and beat the Bears, and then we're going to run the fucking t-. And I'm like, all of these things. And we're up 19 or whatever. I'm like, this is it. And then just losing at the end like that. And, it, yeah, it's like victory blue balls. And you're just sitting there like, what do I have? The Knicks won three in a row. Actually, the Knicks just beat three big playoff contending teams in a row, which is pretty crazy. But they're the Knicks, and they're young, and they're not going to do shit. So, um, And Ohio State, Michigan. Let's just talk about that for a second. And I'm sorry. I know. I was talking to somebody. I was talking to one of my female listeners. And she goes, Paul, I love the podcast. I listen all the time. She goes, but when you go to sports, I have to tune out sometimes. She goes, sometimes when I know the teams, I do. But I just, and I'm like, I know, but I got to give everybody a, I got to I gotta talk about all the shit that I like. Sports, movies, you know, giving amazing advice to people overseas, you know, <laughs> who I could ruin their relationship or future relationship because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I kind of do. Um, where are we time-wise here? I would say like 40. Oh, my God. I was going to say 44, and we're at 47 minutes. Um, we went to Michigan. You guys know we had a great time. We were on the road. We went to Michigan, the big house. We watched them play. We watched them win. It was great. Uh, they were 10-1, and one, Ohio State, one of the biggest rivalries in America. Uh, you know, everybody thought that since Ohio State has beat Michigan, this was the year Michigan was going to go in. I uh, bet some money on Michigan because I was up money from my Thanksgiving football games. I won all three of my Thanksgiving football games. Um, so I put a little bit of juice on the uh, little bit of action on uh, Michigan to win the game by five, and they got their asses handed to them. You got to shout out Ohio State, man, for doing what they did because they went in there and they fucking were like, we're at home, everybody thinks we're going to lose, and beat the shit out of them. And uh, Paulie was down a little bit of money. All right. Uh, guys, I saw Creed 2 last night. All right. I um, I saw Creed 2. I took my son. My wife was like, what time is he going to be home? I'm like, it's going to be a little past his bedtime, but I want to go see it. The Eddie Murphy bit holds up to this day, guys. All right, the Eddie Murphy bit on Raw, Italians cannot handle, and I know I'm half Greek, but the Italian side of me cannot handle Rocky movies. I just, I love the underdog. I love that he was a small Italian guy. I love that now he's training his best friend's son to fight the son of the guy that killed his best friend. I mean, I bought into this thing. It was almost like they made this shit for people like me. I bought in. All right, I bought in. I had it's nostalgia, man. I, I was a young kid in the '80s watching him beat the Russian. Now I had to, I had to go. So what I did was, I showed my son earlier clips. I showed my son Apollo getting killed. Then I showed my son Rocky avenging his death by beating the guy that killed him in Russia. So my son was kind of caught up and knew. And then me, my brother, and my son went to go. And here's the thing: the movie was supposed to start at 6:30 last night. And um, the, the GPS said I'm not going to be there until like 6.51. But I got it down, and it was raining, but it wasn't bad. But for some reason, 
Uh, the, the, it kind of cleared up. I got there at 6.45 thinking I'm probably going to miss the first five minutes. Um, so I told my brother, I go get the tickets for us. I'll give you the money. We'll run in. We'll watch the beginning, and then I'll go get snacks. Or we'll run in I'll, you know, and see what we missed or anything. Anyway, long story short, we run in. My brother gets the tickets. We run to our seats. Guess what? Coming attraction still on. Didn't miss a minute. It was amazing. Then... The end of the coming attraction, I go, the movie's going to start right now. And it didn't. Another coming attraction came on. It was almost 20 minutes of previews. So I ran out. I was able to get the snacks. And it was amazing. I got the snacks, came in, watched the movie, two hours and eight minutes. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. It, you know, it had the same formula, but they did things a little differently. Um, I don't want to give it away, but it opened up with like Drago and his son's world in the Ukraine. And then it came home and it saw where Creed was in his career. And then there's this promoter trying to make the fight happen, of course. But it was just done, it was about like family. It was about, um, I don't know, like revenge, but also more personal shit. It was really good, man. It was. I know it sounds nuts. I thought the ending was so perfect. I thought what happened in the middle of it with family and he has a baby and Rocky's his guy, but there's a little issue there. The whole thing. It was just great acting, a great story. Now we walked out. My older brother's older my older brother's like five years older than me. He's like, man, that might have been one of the best Rocky movies I've seen. Like out of all the Rocky movies, okay? Because I always say I love my favorite Rocky movies are, are two, one, four, five, I don't really count. Rocky Balboa was decent, but I don't really, you know, I don't, that's another one that I don't really love. Okay, so two, one, four, um, five and Rocky Balboa, I don't really, they, Creed one was decent, but then I say this one. So what have they made? They've made eight movies. They made eight movies and I'll put Creed two in the top. You know, now looking back, Creed two was better than four. So I would say two, one, Creed 2 and then 4 is my Rocky fucking, but it was awesome, and my son though, you know, he's 9, and he was watching it, and like when there were violent parts, or when the guy that, when, when uh, the guy who played Creed's son was getting hurt, and it was, there's a scene where he's in the hospital, my son was like, not upset, but he was really watching it, and then he was watching, there was an issue with the baby being born and he was like watching it. So I was like asking him like, are you okay? Like I was going to cover his eyes or like if he wasn't like, you know, if he wasn't, but he was so locked in. And then at the end he goes, dad, I just got the chills. And I saw like my son, like getting like lifted up. It was awesome. And we walked out and my son just goes, that was the greatest movie I ever saw. And he's young. So he's in the sneaker world and a little bit of the hip hop world you know, just from the things that he hears that are popular. So the movie kind of had that, like the dressing with the swag and the, the hip-hop songs, but the story was great. It was just, it just blew him away. And I'm glad because that's the, that's the shit that I had as a kid. You know, you need that. Yes, it's corny. You know, we were at the table at the Comedy Cellar the other night, and um, I was talking to, actually, Louis C.K. was in there, and um, Dean Del Rey and a bunch of people, and I just said in front of people, I go, look, I go, I know you guys are going to think this is stupid, but I got to see Creed too, man. That's nostalgia. That's my childhood. I got to see a Russian go down. And they all agreed. They're like, yeah, man, you got to see that. It's been so many years. And so, you know, people, oh, fucking typical Italian. Let me see. Let me guess who won this one, Paul. Let me get, did Creed win this one? Let me guess if he got the revenge of his father. Enough, dicks. I get that. You know, it's like, yeah. Let me guess, you're going to pay $20 to watch a fucking predictable, you know what, it's not about that, it's how they do it, and it's about, you gotta, you know, I honestly, man, that shit like that makes you, I don't know, you need feel good shit, you, you do, you need feel good shit in life, everything is like, oh, this horrible story, or that story, or the true story, or this killer, or this guy kept people in his basement for 10 years, and I get that, that's entertaining and cool, and you get into it, and everybody loves crime and that, but can we, for a little while, just fucking watch a redemption story, can we watch a, a great revenge story about the good guy winning, or like, you know, or something, can, can you see that, you know, getting vengeance for your family or, or you know, doing something to prove to yourself that you're worth something. Can it be that or does it have to be this fucking typical, cynic, just cynical assholes? So I liked it. 
And apparently Rotten Tomatoes liked it because it got, I forgot what it got on Rotten Tomatoes, but Rotten Tomatoes sometimes I definitely disagree with, but I think that it's really, they, they kind of get it right. Like I think when they say a movie's really good, I got to be honest, it has been really good. But Rotten Tomatoes gave Creed 2, um, what did they give Creed 2? Here we go. So Creed 2 got 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and let's see what the audience said. So the audience score, as far as liked it, got 3.4 stars out of 5, and 89% liked it. That's the audience score. And the uh, thermometer or whatever, the Rotten Tomatoes thing, was um, 6.9 out of 10, 81%. So uh, it got really good. It got really good reviews. And I thought it was great. I thought that the um, acting was good. And I thought the story was good. And I just thought the way that they did it was fucking awesome. So there you go. Uh, I, I, and this is one I'd go see in the theater. This is not one. Yes, you could wait. And you could sit there and do it on demand or when it when it's available. But this one, just with the music and just with the theatrics and with the fight scenes and all that stuff. Seeing it up on the big screen. Um, awesome. There you go. I would say one of the best of the year and, you know, of of on the Verzi effect, anything that I've talked about, whether shows or anything, I put this in the tops. It was fucking awesome. So see Creed 2. Don't be a dick and don't say Italian. And then you, if you really want to laugh, after listening to this review, listen, just Google or YouTube, I should say, Eddie Murphy, Rocky bit on Raw. And you're going to be like, all right, that's it. You know, 5'8 Italian guy talking about how great this movie of boxing was. Uh, which is still such a great bit. And that's why Eddie Murphy was so ahead of his time. The fact that that guy retired stand-up at 25 years old is one of the most remarkable things ever because all the shit he talks about really holds true today with his family and his, you know, I believe his, his father, rest his soul, drinking, and or, you know, his, his uncle and, you know, the, the way Italians are. It's just so hilarious and, and perfect. Um, guys, I am going to be, where am I going to be? I'm going to be in New Jersey. I'm going to be in New Jersey a lot in the next two weeks. I will be at Uncle Vinny's in New Jersey this Friday, the 30th and Saturday, December 1st, Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Check those shows out. Tickets are going. I'm really excited about it. My first time there. Have not performed at Uncle uh, Vinny's in Point Pleasant, but uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. Then the following week, I am in New Brunswick, New Jersey at Vinny Brands, The Stress Factory. That's right. That is going to be from December 6th, 7th, and 8th, um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Six shows come out. Great club in New Brunswick, right near Rutgers. If you go to the school, come on out. I will be doing a ton of new material, um, and I'm working on the new hour. Should be a great time. You could check all that, and you could check all of the the dates um, on the new PaulVerzi.com website, which is um, has all of. Actually, you can go to my website right now, PaulVerzi.com. You can scroll, and you could actually stream my special from Comedy Central for free right now. Um, from now until December 2nd. Please tell your friends. Please let them know. And dates are coming in. I will be in Rhode Island this summer. I got Boston coming up. I got Mohegan Sun in Connecticut coming up. Uh, a ton of dates are coming in right now, guys. So I will be putting a big tour sheet, uh, a big tour date poster up uh, soon with everywhere that I'm going to be. But I'd really appreciate it. And I could tell you guys this now, and I could promise you guys this now. Okay? Um, when I do this next special... Whether it be a year or a year and three months, it will be better than the last thing that I've done. That's what I do um, in this, you know, in, in, in my career. I just want to keep getting better and keep putting stuff better out. So um, my goal is to do it in, you know, whenever I'm, it's ready. But um, the, the new material I'm having a great time with. So please come out and check that out. Uh, and uh, yeah, start with the jersey this weekend. Should be should be awesome. And um, please tell everybody, thank you so much for watching the special. But not only that, making the clips online, number one on Comedy Central. You know, we cleared, everything went viral. We cleared a million. We cleared a million with three clips. Um, and, and there's going to be more clips coming in December and some other cool stuff happening. So tell everybody, or just if you're going to wait, subscribe. If you want to watch the whole hour, subscribe to, to the thing. 
to the app and then you could watch it and you could watch it for years there you go while it's on the while it's on comedy central um that is it guys please support um please support capper network apparently people are taking good pleasure in beating me on that but i'm coming around i'm close i'm close to turning the corner we're a little more than halfway done the season and i'm still right near 50% guys don't do not count me out yet Go to Capper Network and support that site. It's completely free, and you can see where you're at. And I'm glad to see that my listeners are going to it. Um, and, and please support all things comedy. Um, my wife was all over. Everybody's all over this Cyber Monday. I'm starting to think Cyber Monday's bullshit. I really am. I think it's just a way for them to get their sales and mark shit down. But some of it's not marked. I was looking at watches yesterday, and these watches on Cyber Monday are like, Normally this, but you could get it for that. And then I went to the, the, so I was looking at these watches, right? And it looked like the watch went, you know, down like 30 or $40, okay, on a watch that was like, I don't know, let's say, let's say it's a $200 watch or let's say, no, let's say it's a $300 watch and they said it went down to like $250 or whatever. Like, wow, that's $50 off the watch. Then I went to the stores that sell that watch and they had it for the same fucking thing if you go in the store for a store sale. So, yeah, I think Cyber Monday definitely does have some deals, but I also think it's a little full of shit, too. You know, it's like, no, we could get clicks right now and money right now quicker and just say it's this and that. It's all full of shit. They mark prices up and then they bring them down. It's bullshit. You know, everybody's looking for some fucking deal. Everybody's looking for some coupon. Everybody's looking for, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Go Fuck Yourself Tuesday. You know, it's bullshit. It really is. They're going to mark it up and then they're going to mark it down and stupid people are going to go, wow. How about you go in your own fucking time, you buy it on your own time, you go to the website when you're ready for it. And if you got to pony up an extra 20, pony up an extra fucking 20 for something nice. Is anything worse than a cheap bastard? Seriously, a cheap person. Now listen, if you're broke, it's one thing. But are you going to seriously just sit in front of the computer all day Monday to save fucking $19? I mean, I guess if you need to, but I, I was really telling when I went to the watch and then one of these like sto- stores like a Macy's or Bloomingdale's who had the watch and the watch was like the same price as the Cyber Monday if I walked into the store. Um, so, but it's that time of year, everybody. It is the holiday season. I love it. December is almost here. The Christmas songs are going. The booze will be flowing. And uh, imagine I just kept rhyming stuff. Your wife will be blowing. No, she won't, because that stops, doesn't it, fellas? Sorry, ladies. I'm kidding. It doesn't. It, not if you're cool. Um. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it always ends up going to a blowjob. Um, yeah, so there you go. So write into me. Write into me for the next show, what I really want to hear, and I love that you guys are doing it. Please write into me if you saw an accident, passed an accident, um, didn't know what to do, raining, you passed it, you're thinking of calling the cops, what do you do? Let me know if that happened. Give some advice. Give some love advice. To our guy from Sweden here who wrote in about his girl that he broke up with a year ago and he can't get out of his head. Come on. That's got to happen. That's definitely happened. That has definitely happened to you or somebody out there. Ladies, you go too. Go the other way. If you, you know, broke up with a guy and a year later you, you know, you have anxious and you're afraid to run into a right in. What does he do? I think my advice is good. Was it or was it wrong? Tell us. That's what we'll do. And as far as a Patreon, thank you guys so much for subscribing. We're going to restructure it, and uh, I, and I think it's going to be you know even better. So you're going to get more stuff, but it's it's just going to be something that you know that that we're working on. So um, thank you for that. And um, I'm looking to get there's a couple of people that I want to get on here. Oh, and I might be doing a uh, I don't want to announce that yet, but I might be doing a podcast with somebody very. Uh, dope and cool and and special on the show that uh you know we did once before so we'll we'll talk about that as well i'll let you guys keep you guys in the loop thank you guys so much um and uh there you go that's it this has been episode 280 it went by quick i had fun i hope you enjoyed it i hope you are well got a lot of good things on this podcast i gave you a little 
insight on why it's the New York Football Giants. I gave you a new cigar to try, the Romeo and Julieta 1875 with the white and orange wrapper. Go check that out. It's smooth. It's got a creamy finish. I gave you a great website like Capper Network to go to to go put in some sports predictions and have fun. I told you about a great movie, Creed 2. You can go see. You can go watch. Oh, my God. I forgot something, and I'm glad I read it. Oh, my God. We're going to go into a little bit of overtime here. The Asian dude on the Got Talent show. Okay. So let's see. We got rid of the sports. We got rid of the... We did the plugs. There we go. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the tear gas. Real quick on the tear gas, I'll just say this. Um, I get everybody's in a uproar. How could you t- you know, tear gas kids? I know that. But how about this? If you're fucking... These, these people that are trying to cross the thing, stop bringing the fucking kids there if you know that shit's going to happen. Or go somewhere. There's, there's a whole line. There's a whole line of coast. Right? Or a whole line of border, I should say. A huge border. A huge fucking border. Just even if you got to walk further. Whatever you have to do. I'm not trying to defend it. I'm not trying to say I, I, I am or against. I'm, I'm just saying, I, obviously, you guys know me. I'm a middle-of-the-road guy. I see both points. I see, yeah, you can't have everybody fucking coming in and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, fucking Obama and all these presidents said the same thing. You could look at old clips of Obama saying, we can't have everybody coming at the border. You know, then I understand people going, yeah, but don't tear gas kids and show them crying and all that stuff. You know, which the media also doesn't need to be showing, but at the same time, I get it. But here's the thing. If you're a fucking parent, if you're doing that, and you know that there's people there with blockades and barriers and shields, and they're wearing gas masks, how about you don't fucking bring your kids and let their fucking little lungs get exposed to that? Try to go, even if it's going to take you longer. Do something. Like, if I needed to get my family over the border, I wouldn't go to where everybody's fucking going. I would fucking do something. Get creative. I don't know. Anyway, that's my only thing on that. It was it's it sucks that they're showing all this horrible shit. Guys, I'm going to leave you guys with a funny clip. Okay? A funny clip. I got to find it here while I talk to you, but this shit will have you laughing. So here's what I would love for you to do. After this podcast, after you listen to this podcast, go to I'm going to try to find it right now. Asian uh guy knocked out. Okay, hold on. This is what I put no. No. Hold on. Damn it. It's not Asian guy knocked out. I got to find... Okay. Asian guy knocks himself out is the thing. <laughs> Hold on. Asian guy knocks himself. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Yes. Okay. So this is it. It's on uh, Sri Lanka's Got Talent Karate Kick. All right, so I think this is it. Hold on. AK, I got to just make sure this is it. The guy's sitting there. Yes. Oh, my God. This is fucking amazing. It's Sri Lanka's Got Talent. These two big guys lift up a board, and on the board is this guy doing a split. So his legs are spread out on this long plank, and his arms are out ready to throw punches, and two guys lift him up, and then what they do is... They start hitting him in the arm with bricks. They start hitting him on, on the arm with bricks, and the bricks are breaking off his arm. And then he asks for it, and he picks up this like this big square brick, and he tries to break it with his head. And what comes next is one of the funniest videos I think you might have, you'll ever see. It was, and and they also have the judges like you know their version of Simon Cowell and and all them Mel B and and whatever it is, whoever it is, fucking Howie Mandel, whatever. Uh, it's Sri Lanka's Got Talent, but I typed in, um, I just typed into Google, uh, Asian guy knocks himself out with brick. But what came up was Sri Lanka's Got Talent, karate kid knocks himself out on talent show. So put that in. You will thank me later. That is the end gift of episode, uh, 380. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, until next week, I'm out of here. Check the schedules. Jersey, come out. Point Pleasant this weekend. New Brunswick next weekend. Take care, everybody.